From best of San Francisco, DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the junkie apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it's Monday, January 17th, 2022. Happy birthday, happy birthday to everybody who is celebrating their birthday. I hope you're having a beautiful birthday. Welcome new listeners, regular listeners. I love you. Here is your daily San Fran fentanyl, smug Francisco, soft Fran feces. <laughs> soft Fran feces. San Fran Fentanyl Weather Report. I know when you're laughing, you're healing people. It's currently 55 degrees Fahrenheit. I am recording this special show at night. This is a special show. This is the big San Francisco Dam 2022 predictions show. That's correct, everybody. So here we go. This show is not going to be 10 minutes long. I'm telling you that. Most people love a short show who listens, so this is going to be a little bit longer. Let me be positive at the beginning, okay, because, uh, woo, San Francisco, I looked into my crystal ball, honey. Now, on the positive tip, we've got a youthful infusion called a youth quake. I first saw that term talking about Edie Sedgwick, this society girl who hung out with Andy Warhol, Artist Andy Warhol in the 1960s in New York City, Edie Sedgwick, poor little rich girl. She was called a youth Quaker, and San Francisco now is having its own youth Quaker moment with an influx of young entrepreneurs, and that is a positive, hopeful thing. And I'm particularly thinking about Derek Arnell. Wow, Derek Arnell, it's hard to describe him. I, I think he is so cute. He has a skincare line, a beauty line, and now he'll be opening up a studio with various other items. His link is in the description box. I have been wearing and testing out his five fragrances while I have been researching the show for the past week. I love his fragrance, Urban Romance. Now, he brings a bit of positive to San Francisco because he is from, uh, I think it's Iowa. Yeah, he's from Iowa. And he might have just turned 25 years old. He's got a successful runaway success, best-selling skincare line. And hello, Cameron. That is his partner. Hi, guys. So it's positive that we have a youthful influence in San Francisco because young people can handle living here. San Francisco is a tough and hard city to live in. Frankly, it's beautiful as heck. So thank goodness for young people and their businesses. However, young people don't have to live in San Francisco to produce. This is online. They could do it wherever. So I am appreciative of all the under 25 entrepreneurs that are even thinking about moving here because guys, we need your energy. Okay, let me get right into it. Wow, tenderloinification 2.0, summer of 2020. I predicted the tenderloinification of San Francisco. The tenderloin is a working class, people of color district, centrally located near City Hall, Civic Center, downtown. You could walk basically anywhere in San Francisco from the tenderloin. It's also the district where your show is being recorded. 
Unfortunately, it had been used as a primary drifter, junkie, and homeless containment zone and crime containment zone. Yeah, some people lie and say it wasn't. Yes, it was. I know. I've been living in this district for over 25 years, okay? I predicted that tenderloinification would spread throughout San Francisco. I predicted that in 2020. I got some pushback from people. They didn't want to hear the reality. I'm like, meh. You don't have to believe me. Just look at the sun. The sun is going to rise and tenderloinification is going to spread. Now, 2.0 is the migration of drifter junkies. San Francisco's yellow brick road for druggies, guys. And some people, they just can't stand to hear the word junkie. Oh, my God, it offends them. The grammar Nazis, the liberal grammar Nazis can't stand a sexist woman, a bohemian, biologically born, genetic, middle-aged Black woman, yours truly, using the word chunky. But these are the same people that love to call black people crackheads when they are coke addicts. So it is what it is. A junkie is a mentally ill drug addict. And that is the main problem on the sidewalks of San Francisco. These drifters from out of town coming in because they have heard everything about San Francisco, how soft it is. The point I'm making is, folks. The Tenderloin is currently under a state of emergency because of deplorable conditions. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. When I say San Francisco deplorable, the worst of the worst, hardcore junkies enabled by the homeless industrial complex, which has rebranded them into local homeless. Listen, the majority of the folks allowed to live on the sidewalks of San Fran Fentanyl, California, <laughs> are drug addicts. So it got really bad, very bad. Woo! And the mayor, she came to her senses, and she said, look, we have a state of emergency in this district. I'm going to help the children. I'm going to help the black women like Dee Dee Lafrak. No, she didn't say that, but she should have mentioned me. And so they are clearing encampments, the pop-up encampments, and the drifter junkies are on the move throughout San Francisco. And in 2022, the tenderloinification will continue to infest the entire city, and it is true and absolute liberal equity. That is what San Francisco deserves because they thought that the tenderloin should be the containment area, which would make them racist, right, because it's a primarily person of color working class slash immigrant district. So why should the TL be the containment zone for all of this debauchery? It is not any longer. Welcome to your Equity San Francisco. Tenderloinification is here. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. And now the junkie backlash. Well, people are getting their reality checks in San Francisco. Listen, these liberals are a little slow-minded, a little slow. They like to, uh, oh my God, we're allowing them to, we are so humane. We're compassionistas. We allow these druggies to live on the sidewalk, but not in our district. Well, it it is in their district now, Tenderloinification 2.0. Now, the junkie backlash is the homeless industrial complex which has a billion dollar, a billion dollar budget to supposedly help these people. Uh, my count, and they haven't counted in three years in San Francisco, I'm saying it's between 
10K and 15K people living on the sidewalks of San Fran Fentanyl, and that is thousands. People are having a junkie backlash because they get it. A junkie is a mentally ill drug addict, folks. The mentally ill drug addicts are acting out all over America. They're killing women, pushing women in front of subway trains in New York, stabbing women down in L.A. They're misogynists. They're a nuisance. People are tired of it. The junkie backlash is here, y'all. That's the prediction. Now, here's one that sucks, all right? Black and Asian crime is a real thing. I can be objective about it because that's the type of woman I am. I'm completely objective about it. It's true. There is a problem with black and Asian crime and San Fran fentanyl. Not all black people, of course, but there is a small criminal element that preys on Asian people. Asian anti-blackness. Asian anti-blackness. I see it on social media. I have been watching this particularly for the past two years. Now there is a, um, a group of so-called Asians on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They are anonymous and devoutly anti-black. They ignore, because they're basically white supremacists and white adjacent, they ignore white criminals. When white people do bad things to Asian people, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Everything is about these black criminals. And, and they don't say some black people, they say the African-American community. There you go. Wow. So I don't know how that is going to cure itself, and I'm predicting it's just going to get worse. It's going to be more Asian anti-blackness the black and Asian crime. I uh, have already dedicated several shows to that. I, my solution was get all the black church leaders in San Francisco and Oakland together, get all of the Asian community leaders together, together, get them all in one room and have them talk and come to some resolution. They go back to their communities and talk. That didn't happen, right? So it's just going to get worse in San Francisco, okay? Curated cuteness. Curated cuteness. San Francisco is pretty dystopian. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful mess. So pretty, beautiful vista points, great biking trails, great hiking trails, lots of natural beauty, and the crime kind of negates it. So what you have now are people doubling down. They're in denial about being in denial about being in denial, and the curated cuteness is just coming, coming on down. They talk about, oh, my God, my San Francisco, and they have these particularly cropped photographs because it's kind of hard to take a photograph at a uh, a basic famous spot in San Francisco and not show some dysfunction like a broken car window from the smash and grabs or show San Francisco diamonds which is the car windows that have been broken into from the enabled criminals and I'll put a pin on that the district attorney or a passed out junkie so they are, oh, my God, look at the sunset. Sunset photographs are, oh, beautiful bike trails. San Francisco is so beautiful, but it's not working. They're going to double down. It's not working. I am pleased that people go to these comment threads and say, is this the same San Francisco you're talking about? Then they show a passed out junkie or a graffiti or a filthy street, uh, upside down garbage can, yada, yada. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No namby-pamby permission necessary. All right, folks. The recalls. Whew. All right, my predictions on the recalls here is the school board, these three wankers, will be recalled. 
Wow, the school board in San Francisco, public schools in San Francisco suck. It seems to be creating a permanent underclass, and they will be recalled in February. That is pretty much absolute. If they don't get recalled, there were some serious shenanigans, okay? And there's another recall happening in June. Chesa Boudin, the district attorney, the pro-crime district attorney. I could say a lot about him, but I'm not going to accept to say that if he survives the recall in June, which I doubt, if he survives, it's because of shenanigans and there will be a massive exodus of people that are waiting to see if he's going to lose his job and London Breed replaces him with someone more functional that is down for safety, law, and order. If Chesa Boudin survives the recall as district attorney, the pro-criminal district attorney, you are going to have people that have just been waiting. They're going to run the hell out. It's going to be a massive citizen's exodus, more than there ever has been before in the history of San Francisco, California. So let me just go over these predictions, okay? And by the way, there's a quote from San Francisco's mayor, tired of the bullshit. That's what London Breed said. I don't use language like that much here. She says she's tired of the bullshit. San Francisco has a problem with moral superiority of these uh, fake liberals, these performative, compassionate freaks, manufactured damsels in distress. Now, if you're advocating for something and it hasn't gotten fixed in five years, then you are an enabler. The moral superiority of these fake liberal progressives, that's pretty much coming to an end. I think 2022 is the last year of their reign. A lot of them are older. They're just like, you know, they're like, yeah, we need that youthful, we need the youth quake because they're not phony like these fake moral superior freaks. Ugh. And a cure for San Francisco, the cure, Didi. What's the cure? The cure is an emphasis on safety, law, and order. A cure is locking up the freaks. Okay, the cure is changing some of these bad laws. Proposition 47, that basically allows a freak to steal up to $950 and not going to jail. That needs to be redone also. This, uh, there needs to be, there needs to be mandated lockdown rehab for all of these junkies. The junkies are just running the sidewalks. It's completely misogynist. It's inhumane. It's brutal. San Francisco is a hard city for most women to live in, and, and some people are so afraid to admit it. It's a hard city for a lot of Asian people to live in. It's a hard city for a lot of immigrants. It's a hard city to live in now because the criminals are cocky because the DA doesn't prosecute them in general. And the sit-lie law needs to be enforced. The sit-lie law, it used to be you couldn't sit on the sidewalk six feet from a business, and now they have this blah, blah, blah. I call it the flu, this flu state of emergencies, which we are currently still under as of this recording. So they said, we cannot remove the tents. We cannot do this. Hey, the junkie, it's, it's like it's a junkie city, and we're just living in it. They need to start enforcing laws, having some structure and an emphasis on safety, law, and order. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. Young people are the future. Young people in tech now. Tech. There are two names that come to mind. Gary Tan and Jason Calacanis. Gary Tan is very vocal on Twitter, and I think he's using some of his resources to back some uh, politicians. 
Jason Calacanis of the All In Podcast, I don't know if he's sarcastic or not about this because he didn't use any emojis, but he had, I think he has a, um, a domain saved, jasonformayor.com. He has one of the top tech podcasts in the world and a follower, and he recommended my show, by the way. So these two tech guys, are they're really yapping on Twitter in a positive way against the crap. So I am hopeful that tech and youth can help wrangle this city, but I'm not doing it, y'all. I'm not an SJW. The tenderloinification of San Francisco 2.0 is in full effect. The junkie backlash. They were rebranded as poor. People know that they're not local poor. People know they're from Texas, Iowa, Alabama. We know this. All right. Unfortunately, ah, the black on Asian crime and then the Asian anti-blackness is just going to get worse this year. That's, that's terrible. All right. The curated cuteness is not enough to save San Francisco. They're coming on strong. Look at this beautiful sunset. Oh, my God, the Golden Gate Bridge. That's not enough to save San Francisco. The recalls, school board, out of here, Hasta La Vista in February. As of June 2022, we will see if the pro-crime DA is going to get the boot. If he doesn't, it's going to be a hell of an exodus. Citizens and businesses are just going to fold up and say, I'm out of here. And I will repeat, I am hopeful for the youth quake. I am hopeful for the future. I am hopeful that young people who have the stamina and who can take these nasty streets and who can stay up partying at till 3 o'clock in the morning and get up at 7 o'clock and take care of business, I am hopeful some of them will start running for office because it's going to take five years minimum to fix San Francisco. And check the description box for some links. I'm Dee Dee Dam. That's what I call myself here now. Dee Dee Dam. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. Yay! That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Dee Dee LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. <laughs>